Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Puzzle Parents and Then Some. Uh, please forgive me today for I have had dental surgery this week, so I might sound a little bit funny. And um, But other than that, I would love to talk to you guys today about uh, behavioral issues in school, number one. And number two, uh, some of the stuff that was on my previous podcast. And number three, why I've been absent for a couple weeks. I needed a mental health break from all things autism. Like, except for my kid, of course, because he's here. But I needed a break from that. Um, Everybody needs mental health breaks sometimes. And so it's okay to do that and we went on vacation and we had a fantastic time we went to the cayman islands it's a great time of the year to go there because it's very cheap because it's the off season off season in october and um and i think november also is also off season october is restaurant month in grand cayman and uh so my husband and i went and this is the first time we went on vacation since 2012 together without my son so um it was really nice to be together we really didn't even know what to do with ourselves to be honest um and we were really worried because you know Cayman Islands is is not it's not somewhere where you can just like hop on a plane and be back home it's not Georgia it's not New York it's not LA you can't just jump on a plane and be like okay well Something's going on, I gotta get home. You know, no, you're like scheduled and you're loading and unloading on, on the tarmac there. I mean, when they get ready, not when you get ready. So, but it's beautiful there. The weather was perfect. It was like, you know, 86, 87 degrees, but it was 70% humidity. So, if you're not from the South, then, you know, you may not know what that's like. Um, so, it made it feel like it was 100 degrees, but it was just so beautiful. And I feel like one day, the one day that I felt totally free, like it was something I haven't felt in a long time. And I really want to share it with y'all because I feel like we get so caught up in our everyday lives, our work, our families, you know, our advocacy, um, everything that we do revolves around our children and you know really it should revolve around our marriages and our family all together but when you have a special needs child you know you end up sort of he that child is the son and everything else is revolving around it you know and I I know that seems crazy but it's the way it is and and if you're not there yet, you'll eventually realize that you were there or you are there. So, um, and especially, you know, probably if you have other kids, you know, your special needs child is the center of the universe and you don't really realize, you know, how that affects your other children until they get a little bit older and they're like, what about me? Um, which is something that, you know, that's a whole different subject. Anyway, so we are in the Cayman Islands. We're thinking... My husband is completely, like, done with everything that exists at home. He's in the islands. Me, I can't be there totally because I'm concerned about what's going on with my son. We've never left him like that before. We've left him, like, I've left him or my husband's left him overnight or for two nights, like I said on a previous podcast, but not 
together, both of us leaving him with the babysitter overnight or my aunt, uh, which we have left him with my aunt overnight, but we were just across town. You know, we weren't like across in a different country, across an ocean. So I was having some trouble with that, which, you know, I think any parent goes through that. Um, But, you know, I would call and check in, but only really at night because the phone calls are super expensive unless you buy a plan and all that stuff. So I was just like, well, I'm just going to try to keep it to a minimum. And I sing his good night song to him every night anyway. He has to hear it. I record, pre-recorded, like I told you guys before, I pre-recorded some things on his iPad for him. So he had that, which my aunt said came in handy. So that was good. Um, <clears throat> so we're, we're in the Cayman Islands and we pretty much, we stayed in an, an apartment on a private beach. And when I say cheap, I mean, like I couldn't stay in town where I live for this cheap. Like it was super cheap. And we spent more money on food than we did anything else. They don't have, I don't think they have any all-inclusive resorts there. And if they do, they were not all-inclusive in October. Nevertheless, we go to, we were in a, we were in Baden town, so we were kind of away from everything. But I mean, you know, still, when it's not that far. And you drive there, you don't, um, take a cab everywhere you drive, you know, so anyway, we went over to Seven Mile Beach, which is supposed to be like the beautiful beach, well, it's kind of like just the popular beach, I guess, Uh, looks a lot like um, Gulf Shores or, you know, uh, I don't know, the Gulf, it, you know, Sandy White Beaches, uh, Sugar White Beaches, I guess is what they call them, but Anyway, um, still very pretty. The water is beautiful, you know. Uh, my husband goes out and rents us some jet skis, and I was like, okay, well, I'm down. Let's do this. It's been a long time since I've ridden a jet ski. And um, and the guy's like, okay, well, we, we're thinking we're going to go around the whole island. The island's like 22 miles all the way around. So we're like, we're just going to go around the whole island. And the guy who rents us the jet ski says, oh, you can't do that because there's, you know, too many reefs, um, things like that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'd read up on the island. I knew there were reefs. We don't know where they are. We don't have a guide. So I'm like, that's fair enough. He's like, just don't go out past um, this buoy, blah, blah, blah. It's this color, this, that, and other. And I was like, yeah, sure. And so I'm thinking, whatever. And um, I'm not a big ocean person anyway. I respect the fact that there are things in the ocean that are larger than me that can eat me. So I'm pretty um, conscientious of, you know, my place in this world when it comes to stepping off the beach into the water. But at this juncture, I put my sunscreen on and I get my life jacket on. And I'm just like, let's go ride some jet skis. My husband was having so much fun. And I was like, you know what? This is great because he works so hard. It was so nice to see him enjoying himself like that. And then I was like, okay, I just let go. I just, I'm done. I just let go of it all. The worry, I let it fall off. I hit the gas on that thing. And when I turned around to look back to where I came from, I was so far away from the beach where I came from was a dot. And I was like, oh, 
my gosh. And so, and I just pretty much stopped the jet ski, turned it off, and laid back on the seat and just, just laid there on the jet ski out in the middle of the water. I mean, I could, I was still like, the island kind of curves around, so it wasn't like I was so far away that I was in danger of, you know, being pulled out by the tide, but it was just like, there was nothing on my mind in that moment. And I don't think I'll ever forget that because it was just like, you know, freedom. I'm, I'm out here. I'm by myself. I was, you know, and even if my husband would have been with me, I would have still felt so free because I was just, I didn't have a phone with me. Nobody could call me. You know, it was kind of like, you know, even if some, whatever's going on in the world, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm out here. You know, I think I was about five miles off the coast. The guy told me after I got back. So, um, you know, it was just, uh, it was very, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just amazing. And then when I did turn around and come back, my husband was freaking out. He was like, oh my gosh, where did you go? You know, because he didn't, he had not seen me take off like that. And so, um, Anyway, um, came back and realized that I did not have sunscreen on the sides of my legs. So my husband and I both are like burned like really bad on our, on the sides of our legs and our kneecaps. It's like, we forgot to put sunscreen there. Um, but anyway, uh, we had, we just had a really fun time that day and we had a really good time out of town. It was nice to get away. But when we got home and we ended up having to sit at the airport for a while because you know, again, it's just like, it felt like all the planes were leaving at the same time. And so we were late, you know, um, getting to Atlanta airport, which is where our connecting flight was. And, um, we almost missed that flight. So my son ended up having to spend the night, an extra night away from home because we were, all of our flights were late, so delayed. So <clears throat> we didn't get home until almost nine o'clock that night, um, the day we did come back. So, you know, everything worked out though. He had a great time with my family and, uh, you know, it was just, it was, it was good. It made me feel like, okay, maybe if I loosen up a little bit, then maybe I can have, maybe I can have a, a life, you know, outside of this, this, it feels like shoestrings, like I'm constantly tugging on something, trying to make something work, and it's it's not quite coming together. Does that make sense rhetorically? Um, and maybe I can just loosen those strings a little bit. Not a lot, but maybe I can just let up, and that maybe, you know, my son might be okay with that, you know, like, Maybe. I don't know yet. I'm not ready yet, but, you know, it's something to consider. Because uh, my husband was already talking about, hey, you know, let's go to, let's go to Gatlinburg this winter and, you know, let's, let's go somewhere where it's snowing, you know, let's go do something. And I'm like, wait, we're just, we're, you know, we're just landing back. We're at home. Let's, let's get situated. And, and, you know, he's just really excited that we traveled and we did something that we haven't done in a while. So, Anyway, um, on to uh, 
something else. Uh, I do want to touch on the fact that my previous podcast was about vaccines, and that hit a nerve with some people. Some people were in agreement, but, you know, you don't hear a lot uh, from the people who agree. You hear more from the people who disagree. Um, I hurt some people's feelings for that. I apologize for hurting feelings. Um, Some people took the fact that I said... um, I think I said something like, if your child's not vaccinated, you can't come to my house. Um, and I meant that because my my husband is not vaccinated and on some things, because vaccinations on some things weren't available when we were children, and he hasn't had chicken pox or shingles or anything, and that would be very dangerous for him if he came in contact with something like that. I didn't mean that, you know, anti-vaxxers are not welcome around me or my family. I didn't mean it like that. But still, nobody could send me a piece of literature at all on their point of view. So, I I mean, there was a lot of people coming at me, um, being argumentative and, you know, kind of angry, but they didn't have any literature to back it up. And I, they called me closed-minded. I'm not. I want to read what you have to say. I would love to hear it. I'm not closed-minded. I feel the way I feel because I, I see the science. I can, you know, I'm, the science is there. I don't, I'm sorry if that hurt people's feelings. I, I truly am sorry if it hurt people's feelings. I don't mean that. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to, to try to be, um, be there for you, you know, like you're not alone, you know, that's, it's not about, right and wrong and, you know, my opinion versus your opinion. Um, I, I really just want to be there for you and, and make you feel like you're not by yourself and give you some useful information when I have it. And this week I do have some useful information, which is behaviors in schools. And I feel like that, uh, I, I had a conversation with a parent several weeks ago, which was so refreshing, this woman, because she was on top of things, y'all. I mean, sisters and brothers, this woman was on it. There was nothing I could tell her she didn't already know. And I was like, okay, well, you don't need me, you know. And she thought she needed a lawyer. And I said, you've got this. You don't need a lawyer. You are on top of it. So, uh I did give her a name just in case she got there, but but still, she was on it. She had it. She was on point, and I was so proud for her. And I and I told her, and I even wrote her back this past week, and I said, you know, just how just checking on her to see how things were going, and she think things were going a lot better after she because she had already prepared for her meeting and everything, so she was like on things, but she was having issues with. And a lot of parents have these issues, and I and I did it in the beginning, but, you know, um, and I think you'll find every time your child changes schools, like, you know, from elementary to middle or from kindergarten to elementary or whatever, if, you, if your child is behaviorally challenged, you might have these problems. Um, but the school likes to call when there's a behavior problem. And this particular parent was having issues because they actually suspended her child who's like five or six or something like that. I mean, come on. For, you know, acting out and, you know, I think he was aggressive towards a, a teacher. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. If my kid got suspended every time he was aggressive, 
he wouldn't go to school. So I don't know what to think. Um, and I said, well, do you have it in the IEP? Yes. Okay, well, if it's in the IEP, they cannot call you and say, come get your kid. He's being um, behavioral. He, he's having behavioral issues today. No, they need to hire an ABA therapist. They need to hire an ABA therapist from like a certified BCBA therapy place. Okay, like this is, you know, ABA is a thing. It is real. It works. It is helpful. I have, my son has been in it for a long time and he is still in it. And I don't know where we would be without it, honestly. It is a godsend. Um, We have a behavioral plan that was put in place by our behavioral therapist, and the school follows it. And and nowhere in that behavioral plan does it say, when my son acts out, call his parents. That's That's not how it works, you know. They have a plan that they have to follow because here's what happens, and and this is this is with any child a tantrum. You give in. What does that beget? Bad behavior. So you can't say, okay, well, if the kid, if your child is behaving badly, we're going to call mom and dad. Mom and dad are going to come pick you up. You get to go home. No, that is, you know, that is rewarding bad behavior. And that's the same, people think our children don't get that because they're autistic. They get it. They get it. You know, my child is a lot of things. Stupid is not one of them. He is quite good at manipulating adults. And um, it doesn't make me proud, but um, it is true, you know, that that's one of the things, that's one of his things that he's very good at, especially his grandparents. And so um, I think that, you know, if you don't stand up for your child there, you're going to be getting three calls a day at home or at work or wherever you are, whatever you do. And this particular parent was just like, she just could not concentrate. She was losing it because she was at work. She worked 40 hours a week, and they're calling her three three times a day about her son's behavior. Listen, if I get one call a day, I'm like freaking out, you know, like what's going on now? What's going on now? What's going on now? That's all I can think about, you know. Did he straighten up? Is he still having a bad day? You know, I mean, unless my son is sick, or, you know, um, acting abnormally, like that would concern them regarding, you know, something being wrong with him further than just uh, malbehavior, then um, I don't want them to call me because there's nothing I can do about it. I've been forbidden by the ABA therapist to go pick him up for bad behavior because it would just only make reward him for his bad behavior. Um, this One day this past week, he he threw up and my son is, he can throw up on command, which sucks because you don't know if they have a virus or if he's just making himself do it or if he's having acid reflux. You know, I don't know. I wasn't there. So they called me to come pick him up. And I was like, okay. So I said, are you sure that it wasn't just like one of his things? And they were like, oh yeah, we're sure. So he comes home and he's, he was playing for the rest of the day. They wouldn't let him come back to school the next day. I had to have a meeting with the nurse. It was kind of a thing. So we could go back over his plan. Um, So the moral of the story is, if the school is calling you and they're talking about behaviors, uh, I mean, I could go on about my son's 
behaviors and the different things that he does, but that's not going to be useful at this juncture. The moral of the story is, you know, if the school is calling you saying, um, okay, your child's acting out, come pick him up. Okay, your child, you know, did this, that, the other. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying hitting is okay, but it does happen. You know, some children with autism are aggressive towards adults and other children. They need an aid. And this particular child that uh, I was talking about before was, it was in the IEP that they had an aid. Well, the aide obviously wasn't doing their job or nobody would have gotten hit. Now, my son will hit the aide. Okay, well, that happens, you know. Um, it does happen, uh, but my son also has a calm-down room. Um, the entire classroom, off the side of his classroom, there's a calm-down room. And uh, it is something that we put together that I worked on with the school, and it was really, it's been really useful this year. I hope it continues to be useful for my son and for anybody else who, whose child needs to use it. Uh, when my son gets really worked up and is in one of those um, meltdown modes, he goes into the calm down room where he cannot hurt himself or anybody else. And then when he calms down, he can come out and they can see him. He's in, there's a window. I have watched it. I know that he's safe. I know that the only thing that's ever happened to him in there is he's chipped a tooth. Well, his tooth was already chipped. He chipped off the, the porcelain that was, you know, like a cosmetic piece on his tooth. Um, but you know, it, it, it's, there's nothing like, in there to hurt him. So it's like just a place for him to calm down where he's not going to hurt himself. And it's something that we needed because he was having trouble in his previous classroom. There was just nowhere for him to go. You know, when he would have, was having these meltdowns, it was disturbing to everybody in the classroom. Nobody could concentrate. But now he does have the calm down room. We're really glad. But if this is happening to you or your child, you need a BIP, a behavioral interventional plan, built by a behavioral therapist or by you and the IEP team, but you also need to call an IEP meeting and discuss having putting, uh, having them hire an ABA firm to come in and consult with your child every week. Not just a consult, but you know, coming in and working with your child every week and training the teachers. Because a lot of times the schools will say that the teachers are trained, and this is something I've discussed before on podcast, the teachers are trained in ABA therapy. Um, if they are, then why are they calling, number one? Number two, how old is that training? How up to date is it? You know, it doesn't matter. I believe an ABA therapist should be involved. And so... You know, those are the things that you can look towards. You haven't exhausted everything. Don't give up, you know. Um, the teachers are calling you because they don't know what to do. They don't have the resources. And they're scared because they don't want to say, you're going to have to, what you need to do is, you need to call an, a an IEP meeting and have them hire an ABA firm to come help us out. Because they will get fired, they could get in trouble for that. It costs a lot of money for the school to do that. But you know what? That is what the special education fund is there for. Um, it is what the school district is there for. They're there to educate our children, not just the typical children, but all of our children. Uh, this uh, semester, 
my son made um, a beyond roll for the, fir- for the first time. Well, he this is the second time, but it's the first time he's ever gotten a ribbon. And I said, but he didn't get a ribbon at first. I said, where's his ribbon? Why doesn't he get a ribbon? And he got a ribbon. They sent him a ribbon home. And I'm telling you, y'all, emotional, yes. Proud, yes. And you say, how can he possibly make a beyond roll? Well, it's because he's on IEP and his grading is different than the others but for what he's being graded for he is he he made the a beyond role and i'm just so proud that he's working so hard uh while he's at school and i'm grateful that that god has allowed this to happen and um and the school district that i fought so hard with in the beginning to you know work with us so um you know i think that that, you know, if you're in a place where you're discouraged right now over behaviors, you know, I get it. We've been there. And, hey, I don't see a point where I'm never going to be discouraged again. I think it probably happens. <laughs> it happens to me quite a bit. I'm, I get discouraged over the behaviors, if not at school, at home um, or in public or whatever, you know. Uh, we didn't get to go trick-or-treating yesterday afternoon. My son wasn't in the mood. I try to force him to do things sometimes that typical children do because I want him to have a normal life. But, you know, it's not about what I want. It's about what he's capable of, and I have to accept that. So if you're discouraged, try to see the light. You know, somebody is going through this with you. You're not alone. And... uh you know, you have my email. If you don't, it's averymichaelsbooks at gmail.com. I'm here for you. Send me an email. You know, um, send me an email. Well, I'll, I will email you back. I promise. So thank you for listening. And uh, I'm sorry that I'm kind of lispy because, <laughs> because of the oral surgery. Uh, hopefully, uh, next time I post a podcast, it'll be better. I hope. Um, and, uh, love you guys and bless up and bless out.